ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Thanks for joining me again on the No Higher Calling podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to share with you a little bit of a portion of my story and just how the Lord used it really to change the course of my life. I I know that sounds so big and dynamic, and then maybe you'll hear me share more about this and think like, why did you act like this was such a big deal? Um, But the Lord really used it to conform me more into his image, which is who he wanted me to be, which set me on a path that has put me where I am today. And I hope that I continue to grow in this area and see God continue to bless and to mold me more like him in this. I just want to kind of rewind the Brittany clock a little bit and share with you just kind of a, a, a little season, maybe a chapter of my story. You know, the Bible says that we live our years or we spend our days as a tale that is told. Um, I can't remember exactly how Moses worded that. Um, but basically, the tale that is told portion is talking about our lives. Our lives are like a story. It has chapters. It has seasons. We move. Things change. Um, You know, life has its ebb and flow. But all of us tell this story with our lives. And, And our stories all fit into the bigger story of God's redemption of mankind. And just, I mean, that right there, like that could preach. How amazing is it that God takes the story of Brittany and fits it into the redemption of man, that God takes the story of whatever your name is and fits it into his master plan to to reunite sinners with their Savior. It, that is amazing. And, and the, let me just challenge here. This was not the point of the episode, but I'm just going to roll with it. Sometimes these episodes that are a little more ad-lib, it just comes out. So here it is. Find your part in the story we all have a story. All our stories are going to look different. And think, don't think that just because your story isn't to be a foreign, you know, missionary or to be something in ministry, don't think that your story is insignificant. That couldn't be further from the truth. As believers, we are all called to be followers of Jesus Christ. And all of us have an important job to accomplish for the kingdom of God, for the Lord. And we all need to to be asking the Lord, am I following in the purpose that you created me for. And sometimes that changes, that that grows as we grow, as we walk this sanctification road, as we get more clarity of what it is that God has for us. And, and like I said, seasons change, seasons, uh, d- different things come into life. And sometimes your path might be a little bit redirected. Um, but as you follow Christ, none of those redirects, if you believe that they are of the Lord and you are following him in obedience, catch him by surprise. He knows exactly what what he's doing. But all of that, uh, where, where was I? Okay, it's your story. Find what your purpose is and live that out. Determine that I am going to find my purpose and I'm going to follow in that, follow Christ in obedience. Obedience brings the blessing. We are trying to teach that to our children. Um, and for a while, it, that had a very like a futuristic 
connotation for them about finding your purpose. Mommy and daddy want to help you to find your purpose. But I mean, come on, they're six, four, two, and nine months. Their future purpose, you know, that big ambiguous, like the will of God purpose down the road, when we think of as maybe spouse or career, or what are you going to do with your life? That seems very far from them. But the Lord challenged me with the thought that Okay, yes, while I do want to help them find that purpose, that future purpose, what God has created them for overarching, um, they also have a purpose today. And today their purpose might simply be to obey mama, to help with the dishes, to do your math, to play and to be kind and to share with your siblings. But if you fulfill that purpose for today then you're, that that page of your story was written well. That page of your story is what God wanted it to say. Um, so here I go again. Okay, all that to say, we all live our days as a tale that is told. We all have a story. Find what story God has for you and live it out because there is nothing like the joy of following the journey that God puts us on. Now, I, it might be a wild ride. We are living a wild ride. I mean, it has taken us from East Tennessee to Sydney, Australia, and we're still breathing. So that means God isn't finished with our story. I don't know where it's going to take us, Um, but it is a joy to serve Jesus in whatever capacity he has for you. But okay, getting back on track with today's episode. Um, So my story, we are going to talk specifically about how the Lord started working in my heart as a very young mom regarding friendships. And I think I've heard from so many women as I've done this podcast um, that it can be very difficult to find friends. You know, we we look at our kids on the playground. You know, my my oldest is very friendly and she just walks up and, hi, my name's Eden. You know, hi, my name. She just met a little girl today. I think her name was Halo. She said, hi, my name's Halo. And they were best friends. Like they were inviting each other to birthday parties and, you know, they just connected like that. And then we get to adulthood and we think it is so difficult to to make friendships. And I don't know if we've just overcomplicated something that should be simple or if adults, as adults, we just bring so much more baggage or social pressures or insecurities. I I don't really know what it is and it may vary from person to person. But the reality is, is that it can feel very difficult to find friends, to create friends, and to have um, deep friendships. You know, we tend to have surface level things, and I think I think social media has really done that. We may have quote unquote friends who are more so acquaintances that we may chat with or connect with or get you know a really intimate glimpse into their life via social media. I mean, you know what they had for lunch and what their master bathroom looks like and what time their kid goes down for a nap and where they went on a date night with their husband. Um, but we aren't. You, we don't like have a actual personal friendship connection and something that I have realized over the past six and a half years now of motherhood is that God created us for friendship. God created us for community that he desires for us to walk our sanctification roads with others, with other believers. Proverbs has so much to say about friendship. Um, some of these are just classic passages that you may know, but just for a refresher, Proverbs 18, 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That friend that sticketh closer than a brother is Christ. He is the perfect model of friendship for us. And look what he showed us in his earthly ministry. He had those disciples 
He even had the inner group of disciples that were his intimate, his closest friends. Then he had, you know, all of the disciples. Then he had followers. Then he had the multitude. So he had these, these different levels of relationship, but he invested his life into other people. And he is our great example. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Now let me go ahead and throw in here, while we're talking about friendships, I think it is important to make sure that you aren't just like, well, I need a friend, so I'm going to be a friend with anybody. We need to be very careful that we are investing in iron sharpening iron friendships. Now that is not to say that you cannot be friends with someone who is lost. Quite the contrary, we We need to be uh, engaging with the lost, reaching out to them, sharing the gospel of Christ with them. And sometimes that does come through an avenue of friendship. But as a Christian person, my relationship with a lost person, my friendship with a lost person will always be a different level than a friendship that I would have with a fellow believer. And even um, as a believer to a believer, try to make the intimate friendships of your life one that strengthens you or, or that you're strengthening, this mutual strengthening, the iron sharpening the iron. As both pieces of iron are being rubbed together, both are being strengthened. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. If you have a friendship and it is not sharpening you, more than likely it's weakening you. There's not a lot of stagnant in between. You're kind of either sharpening or you're weakening. And if you're weakening, you need to pray and ask the Lord, look, either help me to do what I need to do to strengthen this, or maybe you need to distance yourself a little bit from that relationship. And, and I understand that requires a, a lot of, um, you know, wisdom and discernment and exactly how to handle each unique situation. But, but my, my challenge in this episode, you know, in, in having friendships, the, you got the big slogan, find your tribe, you know, whatever you want to do to describe this community of, of close friendships is to let your close friendships be these friendships that strengthen you. God has been so, so good to bless me with a handful of friends that are my iron sharpeneth iron. I don't have, I don't have tens and twenties of these. Um, you know, I, I probably could count on one hand those people that when I have a prayer request, when I need counsel, um, when I am having a, a rough day and I need to, uh, to share with someone who is going to get me back on a biblical track of thinking, these are the handfuls of people. This is the handful of people that I would choose to go to. Um, and and I, I'm thankful for each one of them. Each one of them are such a gift to my life. Such a... Um, such a, give such richness to my life. So rewinding the clock uh, a little bit about Brittany. That actually may surprise you because I'm a podcaster and I think sometimes because I'm a podcaster, people just assume that I am this bubbly people person, life of the party, extroverted, outgoing diva. (laughs) And I'm not... I'm not. God has has helped me get out of my turtle shell. But at my core, at, at my comfort zone, I am a turtle. I am a little old granny who would love nothing more than to only see my husband and my children and never leave my house and just cuddle up on the couch with a good book and a cup of tea and like pure content. 
I don't need, I don't need activities on my calendar. I don't need any social activities. I am good. Um, now I will say, like I said, a lot of that has changed and, uh, the Lord has grown me so much in that now. Like I, I love hospitality. I love, um, having people really more on our turf. I'm a little more comfortable you coming to me than me coming to you. God's still growing me in that one. Um, and maybe it's just cause I have a lot of littles. It's easier on my own turf. But, um, okay. So pre having kids. So, I mean, this is like my childhood years, my teenage years, my college years. You know, I had like, I always had that one best friend, that one person that was like my, my bosom friend as Anne Shirley would say. Um, and then, you know, maybe I had like a few other acquaintances, but I didn't do a lot of social things. Didn't really feel the need or the desire or the draw for that. Then I got uh, married and it was just Simeon was, was my world and he still is my world. But you know how it is like when you first get married, like I don't need to have a girl's night. I have my husband and I am perfectly, I mean like pure bliss of honeymooning. Well, then I got pregnant and things started to change. He was busy at work a lot. You know, I was transitioning into being a stay-at-home mom. And I think maybe that was the hinge pin of uh, me being a stay-at-home mom. And now it's me and this baby. And then I get a few hours in the evening with my husband before he goes to bed. Um, and then we started all over again. And I started realizing I'm lonely. <laughs> I need, I need I need friendships. I need this community. I need to find my tribe. Um, and so I came across that verse in Proverbs, um, it, Proverbs 18, 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And so I just brought that before the Lord. I mean, it was just one of those, like, lay your Bible open, put your finger on the verse and be like, Lord, you say that if you want friends, that you got to show yourself friendly. So this is way out of my comfort zone, but help me to show myself friendly and please bless me by bringing me the friends. So I stepped out on a limb and I tried to be a little more social. I tried to, uh, you know, talk to some people when I went to church. I tried to, you know, have a, let's, let's do the play date. Um, you know, let's, let's go to the, <laughs> Simeon will laugh as he's editing this, but one of these started with, um, so I was a new mom figuring it all out, had no idea what I was doing. I was breastfeeding my daughter. And I met this lactation consultant, seemed nice enough. And she had this like mom's breastfeeding group that met once a month. And I was like, why not? Um, so I joined it and I tried to show myself friendly and the Lord connected me with some people through that. Um, so these are like the beginning workings of me getting out of my shell. Okay. So then that transitioned into me realizing, okay, play dates are not scary. They're actually kind of fun. Now I'm still the type of person I can't do something every day. I'm kind of like an every other day or even then, like I really can only have maybe one or two big things going on each week because just on top of the norm, I mean, we've got church, we've got all these different other uh, responsibilities. So I can't be having play dates three or four times a week, but Hey, you know, once a week, sometimes different seasons, it was every other week, but I realized it's really fun. It burns energy for the kids, and it's allowing me to to have some heart connections with other moms that are strengthening me, and, and I think that God is using me to help strengthen them. And so I started realizing this is a good thing, um, and I really started praying and asking the Lord, all right, this is working. You're bringing the friends. I, I think I'm doing okay job at showing myself friendly, um, and then I got the wild idea 
that I was just going to start a mom group on Facebook um, for just, you know, some of these friends who wanted to get together and wanted to go to the zoo once a week or, you know, have little outings, different get-togethers. So I did that. And at the time, we were attending a very, very large church. So I just kind of invited some of my church friends and, um, you know, moms of kids that were my kids' age. And, you know, in, in a big church like that, I mean, that already filled the Facebook group with like 30 or 40 women. Um, so again, I'm not like, not all of these were my intimate close friends, but the, you know, they were acquaintances. We saw each other at church. And so, um, the Knoxville mommy friends was born, uh, our Facebook group. And the Lord continued to just bless that as I, I, I think I realized I was not the only woman that was looking for these kinds of friendships, who was looking for like-minded people to just come alongside and to to love through it and to pray through the different stages of, of life and motherhood and to encourage you and to champion you on and to be like, hey, I had a sleepless night too. My baby was up cutting teeth, but we're going to make it. We're going to get through this. And so that group started and we just kind of started making playdates through there. Um, it wound up growing kind of exponentially actually. Um, so by the time I left the States, I, there was like over 250 women in that group. Now that doesn't mean that like everybody showed up to all the playdates. We kind of had our, you know, core of 15 to 20 ladies. Um, but it was such a unique opportunity. I wound up bringing on a couple other admins and together we would just plan playdates and we would share local mom information or, you know, we could ask for advice in a safe place. Um, a, a lot of them were either ladies that I went to church with or went to other churches that we were aware of. Um, the majority of the moms in that group were Christian. So that was a nice blessing. It wound up branching even into, um, you know, moms in the community. So not everyone was a Christian, but we really saw that group as a way to shine the gospel of the light of the gospel of Christ in our community through a, a I don't necessarily want to call it like a people group, but like a subgroup um, that was looking for something. And I was always so amazed um, at the people that the moms that you would meet. And actually, maybe one of my sweet friends is listening to this. I actually met her through a different mom group. Group. She was new to the area and she had just posted in the mom group, hey, I'm new to the area. These are my kids' ages and we really need friends. Well, um, at, at this time, our mom's group is hosting a mom's night out, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. But we were doing mom's night out every other month. We were about to have our Christmas one at my house. Um, so I kind of stalked this mom's profile. She looked like a really cool mom. Um, and so I just messaged her and I was like, hi, I saw that you're looking for friends on this other group. I host a mom group in the community. We're about to have a mom's night out and you are welcome to come if you want. Now, I totally thought like she's never going to come. I wouldn't go to somebody's house that I didn't know, but she came. I'm so glad she came and it wound up she she's one of my she's one of my inner circle. She's one of those few that I could count um, that I would go to and God so blessed me with that friendship that would not have happened if I would not have stepped out, if she would not have stepped out. And and really that's just what I'm trying to say in this episode is if you find yourself lonely, looking for that companionship, looking, looking for this kind of friend, um, ask the Lord, ask the Lord to, to give you the opportunity to cross your paths. And I know some people have reached out, especially as I did that Titus two study, um, last year, 
you would just say, I, I can't find anybody. There's nobody like-minded. It's so hard. And I understand it, it can be difficult. I was blessed to be in a, in a large church that had so many like-minded mothers. But um, God obviously wants us to have strong Christian friendships. So make this a matter of prayer. If you feel like that there's nobody in your life um, that you have in this way, ask the Lord and then watch him answer your prayer request. Um, and that might mean that he's not going to just drop somebody on your doorstep that's going to say, hi, do you want to be my friend? You might have to be the one that gets dropped on someone's doorstep saying, hi, please be my friend. Um, but the Lord will bless that. Uh, so we have this mom group. Um, the Lord was just blessing. The Lord was growing me. And so then I think uh, me and one of the admins, uh, well, me and actually the other admins at the time, we really started talking about, okay, what if we did this mom's night out? So what we landed on is every other month, we would just get together for a few hours one evening. And we would just, I mean, we, we had a blast. We would have food. Sometimes we would do games. Um, sometimes we'd do like a little gift exchange. I'm actually, I'm, I think I'm going to do a whole episode on mom's night out specifically. Um, cause I've had a lot of people ask me about that. Like, how do you host one? What do you do? So I'll, I'll do a separate episode coming soon, specifically on a mom's night out. Um, but we, we wound up doing that every other month and we would rotate. Sometimes it would be at one of the admins homes. Sometimes uh, one of the ladies in the group would volunteer to host it. Um, sometimes we would meet at a restaurant or an ice cream shop or a coffee shop, but that was one of the best things that I, I did um, with my life in that season was to try to be a friend to that group of women and to open myself up to receiving their friendship. Friendships that, that will last a lifetime. And I'm going to cry here because, oh goodness, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get all emotional, but other than family, I think that was one of the most difficult things that I left behind in the States was that group and that group of women. They became so very precious to me. And I, I literally watched God grow me through those friendships, through that vulnerability, through that reaching out and just meeting God and saying, hey, I'm going to try to show myself friendly. You show me the friends. He did that. He answered abundantly above anything I could have imagined. And my heart was knitted with those iron sharpening iron friends. And um, we, we did life together and it became not just play dates and in every other night or in every other month mom's night out. But we would have, you know, that got our husbands introduced. And so we would have dinners with different families and birthday parties and, and get-togethers and times at church and, and prayer opportunities and so many different things that it just allowed us to connect on a heart level. And, and I'm so thankful for those women. And I, I will consider them lifelong friends, even though I am on the other side of the world. And the reality is life goes on for all of us. Um, but God used those friendships to grow me and to make me into a little bit more of an extrovert, into a more bubbly person, into a more outgoing person. And really, that was the birth of my passion of, of connecting with other women and of just delighting in Christ with other believers. 
which I, I really do believe that had I not obeyed God in that heart prompting of make yourself friendly and go find friends and reach out. I don't know that God would have led me where I'm at with no higher calling. Our pastor in the States always said that this is for that. God ties these chapters of our story, weaving together that that complete story that he wants to put together. And I really feel like that chapter of my life brought me to where I am now. Um, And I am a different person. Now, sometimes I still have to get over my anxiousness or anxiety about social situations, or here I am on the other side of the planet And, you know, it was easy when I was the admin or I was the host um, bringing in a new person and trying to get them to feel comfortable. But now I'm the new person and that's not quite as comfortable for me being the new one in these situations. But the Lord is blessing. I've been able to um, connect with another mom's group over here already. And I got to go to one of their mom's night out. And, And that was just so so sweet, totally different group of ladies, um, but but women who love the Lord and who love each other and who are seeking out biblical friendship, and that was such a blessing to me. And you know, I don't know what the future holds for me as we transition into ministry here. I don't know if I'll start another mom group or you know admin that or host Moms Night Out. I, I don't really know what the Lord has, um, but He has lit a fire in my heart for these iron sharpening, iron relationships. Um, and, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that growth that he's done in my life. We were not created to do life alone. God talks in his word that, that we are to strengthen the brethren, that we are to be iron sharpening iron, that we are to, um, to walk in accord with other believers. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. We are to be encouraging one another along. And and you really can't do that if you don't have these friendships in your life. Um, So this is just, I I thought I'd just come on here and share a little bit of, of my journey, share a little bit about how God has Um, worked in my heart and life regarding friendships, regarding getting out of my comfort zone, and how God has met me there and has so blessed. And like I said, as I'm transitioning into a new place, my friendships look a little bit different. Um... You know, I'm, I'm still forming some of those bosom friends, but even just this morning, I was able to have a play date with a new friend and her two little boys, and it was sweet to get to know a new mom, or mum, as they would say here in Australia, and her bubs uh, in Australia. Moms are mums, and babies and children, they call bubs, um, so we're learning all those fun new English words, but um, really just sharing my story with you. I hopefully that that would just encourage you if you feel like you're in a spot where you are needing these friendships and you just don't really know where to go. Let me just challenge you. If you feel like there is something in your heart that you're longing for, take it to Christ. And God says that he will give you the desires of your heart. But I think sometimes we claim that verse and we think like, Okay, if I want a sailboat, that's a desire of my heart. I'm going to pray for a sailboat and God's going to give me a sailboat. That might not always be the case. But the reality is that if the desires of our heart are not in tune with the desires of his heart for us, if we are bringing our heart to him in prayer, as we spend that intimate time with him, he will change our heart's desires to desire what his heart desires for us. So if you're desiring friendship, if you're feeling lonely or like you you are needing this, you're lacking this in your life, bring it to the Lord. And, and I do think that this is a prayer request that he wants to answer based on all that 
he has to say in his word about these strengthening friendships. But God will work there, and uh, God will answer. And often, more often than not, he, he answers in ways that we would not have expected. When I asked God for friends, I did not think that that would mean admitting a large group of moms in the Knoxville community. Um, but that's what God had for that season. And, and I'm so thankful for that. And I'm thankful that he not only answered, but answered in his own unique way because it did provide for me what I was needing and what I was wanting. It provided friends, but it provided growth in a way that I never would have, would have expected. All right. So closing up this episode, um, just in case you're wondering what happened to the Knoxville mom group, um, now that I am not in Knoxville, um, it is still going strong. Uh, several of my sweet friends who were helping me admin at the time are still carrying on strong, uh, sharing the light of Christ in the mom community in there in Knoxville. Um, they had a mom's night out just a few weeks ago. I was able to see pictures of that. Um, maybe one day down the road, I'll get to zoom in and see all those people that I love so dearly. Um, but you know, the Lord, the Lord continues to, to bless and to guide and to provide for his people. And as moms, uh, specifically, I know this episode was really dealing with friendships uh, with moms, um, it is a blessing to get to walk the sanctification road, to walk towards Christ with other women, and to encourage each other along the way. Um, so whatever that means for you, whether you need to start praying for this, whether you need to be the one who steps out and and starts the mom group who invites a mom over for a play date who and maybe you know in those very 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 early days it just simply started as trying to make more eye contact and smile more at other women like get out of my own world get out of my own bubble um maybe showing up to church five or ten minutes earlier so that you have a little more margin to talk to people um sometimes those baby steps can be the hardest steps if you have been a little more um in your zone and i, I do think that just the way that our world is the way our culture is um we tend to get so self-absorbed and maybe check off the box of friendships because we have these social media relationships um, to the reality that we actually don't have that many in-person relationships. So maybe you've got to take those baby steps. Maybe you're just going to determine, hey, I'm going to get to church five minutes early and I'm going to look five people in the face and smile and say hello. Um, but, but God will take all those steps and he will, he will walk you in the path that he wants you to walk for his glory and it, it will strengthen you and you will be thankful that you did as you see him bring such rich, fulfilling friendships to your heart and to your life. So I pray that this episode um, was helpful and was encouraging to you as you seek to find um, women that will strengthen you, that will be your iron as you try to sharpen iron. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.